0: Hi, this is Ozzy Osbourne and you're listening to Talking Metal. (laughs)
3: <laughs> Everybody, this is Rob Halford, the metal god from Judas Priest, and you're listening to Talking Metal.
4: Hi, this is Jeff Tate from Queensryche, and you're listening to Talking Metal.
3: Hi, this is Brad Gillis.
0: This is Kelly Kanky. And I'm Jack Blades from, from Night Ranger, Ranger and, and you're, you're
3: listening, listening
4: to Talking Talk metal. metal right here. Rock Rock over London,
1: Zurich, Auckland,
4: Dublin, Dallas, Milwaukee, Los Angeles, Sydney, Indianapolis, Tokyo, Seattle, Paris, Budapest, Berlin, New York. Ladies and gentlemen, Two men who are committed to rocking you wherever you might be, John Astronomy and Mark Striegel. Welcome to the Talking Metal Podcast,
3: broadcasting around the world from TalkingMetal.com and News.com.
5: Hey guys, welcome to another edition of the Talking Metal Podcast, hanging out in midtown Manhattan with Mark Striegel,
1: who is looking through some emails. Yep, looking through some emails and getting ready to rock with you guys here on another episode of the Talking Metal podcast. I'm heading down to Florida for a few days. I know that sounds crazy in July, but looking forward to taking a little break. And uh, I thought we'd uh, do a little podcast here before we... um Before I head down to Florida. What are you up to this weekend? I'll
5: tell you the truth. I'm not even sure what I'm going to do this weekend. Uh, I'm going to rehearse with Paisley Babylon. I'm going to rehearse with Like It, believe it or not, a band that I play guitar in. We are going to do a private
1: gig in Jersey in July. Oh, cool. Cool. Anyways, let's uh, maybe get into some music if you want to, uh, and then come back and do a little talking. That sounds great. We're going to play some stuff that Mark has on tap,
5: and then later on in the podcast we have a great interview with three guys, all great musicians, Jack Blades, Brad Gillis, and Kelly Kage of
1: Night Ranger. This is Days of Darkness by Sinister Fate. Check it out. We'll give you some links to these guys in the show notes on TalkingMetal.com. Sinister Fate, Days of Darkness. Sinister fate what else is going on mark Robert Lee King causing a lot of controversy on the talking metal forumscom Robert thanks for joining us on the forums your opinions are always welcome and uh, boy what a hazing he receives I think uh, if you go to the talking metal forums uh, his uh, first post was something like enjoy your podcast but and he had some things to say so uh, listen man I, I don't know back in black uh, he was saying that uh i apparently said that's my favorite acdc record it's possible i said that and come to think of it i know this may sound cheesy but i think it's one of their strongest records and it's one of the greatest selling records of all time i know Bon scott is not on that record it's brian johnson and that's okay brian johnson has done a lot of great stuff with acdc which is overlooked uh fly on the wall was a great record of we we've spoken about that in past podcasts, Flick of the Switch, I'm a big fan of For Those About to Rock, and Back in Black, one of the all-time greatest hard rock records, without question. And it's a tough record for me to listen to nowadays, because I've just been listening to it ever since it came out when I was a kid. I think I was in fifth or sixth grade when that came out, so it's hard for me to listen to it now, but I I still think it's one of the most powerful records ever recorded. And as far as the Black Sabbath stuff goes, Robert, um, I prefer Black Sabbath with Ozzy probably over the other singers, although two of my favorite records are definitely Heaven and Hell and Mob Rules with Dio, um, without question. And for you to say that Black Sabbath without Ozzy is not Black Sabbath it's wrong man it it was legally it was still Black Sabbath if you don't like it without Ozzy that's that's totally cool but Black Sabbath was definitely Black Sabbath without Ozzy and you can go to your record store and go to the Black Sabbath section and you will see records in there that say Black Sabbath and they do not have Ozzy on vocals so there you go controversy on the forums anyway thanks thanks man for your
5: uh, correspondence we totally appreciate it Cool, Mark. So why don't we get right into this interview, but before that, you got a track queued up, Symptom of the Universe, by Ozzy Osbourne, featuring Brad Gillis, who is part of Night Ranger. And uh, let me tell you a little bit about Night Ranger's new record. It's called Hole in the Sun, and it's a killer record. Brad Gillis, Jack Blades, Kelly Kagey, Jeff Watson, and Michael Lardy from Great White are the musicians on this record and uh, there are 12 tracks and there's actually a couple of bonus tracks everybody should go out and get it it's available from VH1 Classic Records who incidentally I want to make an announcement Uh, I am going to be receiving from VH1 Classic Records a 8 times Platinum Award for Kissology
1: Volume 3 and a 6 times Platinum Award for Kissology Volume 2 Awesome man, congratulations on that you worked hard on all those Kiss things and they look great and they sound great And every Kiss fan should own all the uh, DVDs, the Kissology DVDs that John worked on. And, guys, thanks for listening. I can't wait to hear this interview that John conducted with Night Ranger. I'm very excited. MySpace.com slash TalkingMetal. Check us out there. Of course, you got the TalkingMetalForums.com. TalkingMetalForums.com, that is. Twitter.com slash TalkingMetal. And uh, always be sure to send us an email at TalkingMetal at Yahoo.com. Check out Astronomy.net, MarkStriegel.com. And uh, by the way, guys, the GoDaddy sponsorship is over. Uh, No more bands, what was that thing we were doing where you could register the name? We we were doing a uh, thing where if you registered your name via GoDaddy, would feature your band on Talking Metal. Yeah, that's done. So thanks for participating, and if you did sign up, you will at some point in the next four to five months hear your band's music on this podcast. What else? I guess that's it. I can't wait to hear a little Brad Gillis with Ozzy Osbourne and then the Night Ranger interview and maybe finish up with a couple night ranger tracks
5: yeah you know what i got an idea why don't we hear a little bit of symptom of the universe then we'll go into a great night ranger track first track on the record it's called tell your vision written by jack blades then we'll hear the interview and then come out of the interview with a really cool track called white knuckle ride written by brad gillis Both off Night Ranger's brand-new record, Hole in the Sun, available
1: on VH1 Classic Records. Go get it. Okay, let's check it out and use those links in today's show notes to purchase your music on iTunes. The music that we play in today's show on iTunes, that is. Thanks, John. Talk to you next week. Great. Have a good time in Florida right now. This is Symptom of the Universe by Ozzy Osbourne
5: featuring Night Ranger's Brad Gillis. John Astronomy here. I am in midtown Manhattan on an insanely hot day with three great musicians who I've been a fan of for over 20 years. Jack Blades, Kelly Kage, and Brad Gillis, Night Ranger. How are you guys doing?
0: We're doing great, man. Good to be here. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. Thank
3: you. Yeah, we love it, but it's very sweltering hot.
5: Now, I heard a story that there is no air conditioning in your hotel rooms, and you guys are in one of the nicest hotels in the city. What is up with that?
3: I know. Go
4: figure. I mean, it's crazy, man. We came in here, and there's like, I'm sorry, there's no... And we're like, What? you know what? It's like we've been around where it's been hot before. I mean, it's been hotter in Cleveland in the middle of summer playing a show out there at Blossom than it is right now here. So what the heck? You know, anybody can handle a couple days. Everybody should go to Cleveland in the summertime for a few days, right? (laughs)
5: right? Good deal. So you guys have a ton of stuff going on. You're right in the middle of a massive world tour that's taking you guys all over the place. You just came back from Japan. You've got a great album called Hole in the Sun, the 25th anniversary of Night Ranger.
0: That's right. You know, we're really excited about it. The um, First single comes out in July, um, called "You're Gonna Hear From Me," and you know, we're here in New York doing a lot of press for VH1 and and XM and and Sirius Radio, and we're just really excited that uh, that people are gonna hear Night Ranger, you know, uh, you know, again performing great songs like we always have, and you know, you know, I'm just really excited to be out there, you know. So. This
3: is kind of nice. It's our first record we've done in 10 years, so. Uh, you know, to have something new out and to be able to play a couple new songs in the set is great for us.
4: You know, it's, it's interesting. It's 25 years, but in a lot of ways it feels like it's been 25 days. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just seems so fast, like it went by so fast, you know what I mean? I mean, you think of like 1982 or 1983, and this is 2008. I mean, sometimes it seems like a long time, but most of the time it just seems like it's been 25 days.
0: You know, um, the thing is too is when you have a new record out, everything kind of gets fresh again because you got new material. You're excited about playing it, and so that's that's part of it too. You know, I've heard two
5: of the tracks: "Tell Your Vision" and "There Is Life." I think they're both great. How would you describe "Tell Your Vision"? I
0: think it's kind of a cross between classic Night Ranger and a little, a little modern where twist we are on right it. Right now, exactly modern Not day hard modern, rock. You I know. mean, just
4: where we are right now. You know what I mean?
0: I mean, we're never going to be
4: like a modern band like right. you know, My like Creed or or you know or whatever. You know what I mean?
3: The creed is modern now, but I mean,
4: do you know what I mean? I mean, right. we're never going to be like you know considered a Audio modern band slay. or something like that. Yeah, right. Exactly. Or we just, uh, you know, we just
3: ended up throwing some uh, like modern nuances in our music, you know, little kind of hip beats and stuff. A great
0: and, licks, you know. And we've always been about big, big guitar licks. Like you know, we we love Deep Purple and you know and Cream and and those bands all had good melodic, big hard rock licks. And so we you know we tried to concentrate on having a lot of that stuff in this album too.
5: Well, I'll tell you, you had mentioned that these two tracks, which are up on your MySpace page, aren't the first single, and I think both of the tracks could be a single, and I understand exactly what you're saying about Tell Your Vision, because parts of it sound like classic Night Ranger, but there's a more of a modern-sounding killer guitar riff in that track, and I think that's a great direction that you guys are going in.
0: Well, the song uh, you're going to hear from me has a, a big guitar lick in it too. The, the
4: interesting with like with, with television or anything like that, it's like you know you can't help as artists um, for the last 25 years. I mean, you can't. I mean, you can't help but grow. I think that the artists that don't grow don't hang around. I mean, and just you know the the fact that we're we're still out here talking about it 25 years. You know, after we made our first record, is is just the fact that that we get we have to keep as artists. We have to you know keep growing with music, and you know we've we. And you can't help but, like, be influenced by what you hear around you. It's like you're a fool if you, you know, shut your eyes and pretend that the music that you hear around you isn't happening. You know what I mean? And I don't think we could ever sit back and make another... Dawn Patrol record or or Midnight Madness yet this album we're just this not there yeah, we're, we're not the same people that we were 25 years ago exactly. however however um, you know it has all you know what we can do is just rock the way we love to rock with all the experience that we've drawn for the 25 years and that's what Hole in the Sun is all about
5: I think it's important to move forward and I think that's one of the reasons that Night Ranger has sustained it's not like you guys stopped playing you know in the 80s and then are back Night Ranger has been gone on ever since that time and I think that's probably why because you did evolve as opposed to just sticking with the same sound on Don Patrol. Right,
0: right. We love experimenting. I mean that's the thing about our last three or four records you know we always tried to bring you know different uh, you know sounds and you know and influences in and not just you know, the ones that we grew up with like Hendrix and Cream and like that. It's you know like, like Jack said it's like whatever's around us you know we try and pull from that. Now, Brad, tell us a little bit about the songwriting on this record. Did all of you guys write?
3: Yeah, it was kind of cool. Everybody pitched in about three songs, actually more than that. We just went in the studio and kind of you know the band went and played through everything and, and figured out which songs would be best for Night Ranger and then everybody put on their little nuances and made it Night Ranger you know and you know I have a 16 year old daughter and uh, I'm very influenced by you know what she plays in a room and I hear all these bands and you know my chemical romance is used and you know I'm a big smashing pumpkins fan and you know I mean one of the songs I brought in uh, white knuckle ride actually tuned down which is a lot of modern day music they tune down get that low grindy sound and you know, we just wanted to be fresh and modern. You know, modern but still Night Ranger and, and old old school rock and roll with a modern flavor.
5: Very, very cool. Was it a drop D tuning in that tune, or like everything was tuned down? I
3: brought it down to C sharp. Wow,
5: very cool.
0: What I didn't tell you? <laughs> I thought my range
5: just got better.
0: <laughs> no wonder that's why it so cool.
3: sounded <laughs> so bad
5: live. You know, speaking of of singing, I think it's so cool that you guys have two lead vocalists. And I've always liked bands that had more than one singer.
0: You know, we tried to we we like having the variety of Not having the focus just on one. I mean, early on we started doing that, and we would work it out. Like Jack would say, "I think you know maybe you ought to try and and sing this." And and in the beginning, the producer was kind of reluctant to do that. But but then we would try it out on the mic and actually record it. And it was like, "No, no, no, you sound good singing the verse, and I'll do the bridge, and then we'll both sing the chorus." Kelly and I have have spent our life like falling all
4: over each other, going, "No, you sing this one. No, you sing this one. No, why don't you sing this? No, after you. No, after
0: you. After you." Jack Jack has been really so so gracious about that. <laughs> like that he would write he'd write these great songs like goodbye and he would sing them and then he would in the he would suddenly like just back up and, and just go why don't you try and sing this i mean you know that's that's really that just shows a lot of or tell your vision i mean i, I you know i wrote tell your vision i'm like
4: kelly you su- you're singing this when kelly goes well you can sing i'm like no 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 you sing this one and it's like Kelly's
2: like, I got something about you yeah, you know like, I mean it's it just like, like
4: it's just boom there's Kelly Keggy you know what I'm saying it was just that's what that's the way it's always been with us you know what I mean
0: it's like something that I could sink, sink my teeth into you know and he knows it he knows me so well and he would go you know you, if you if you just like sing like with a grit in your teeth or whatever whatever the song might be if he, he's got an idea on it, and the same thing with me, like he sang some bridges, and I thought, you know, you should sing that bridge, you know? And he did, in that, in that song, Tell Your Vision, he took the bridge, and it was brilliant. I mean, it just worked out great That's for us. kind of the way it's always been with us, you know what I mean?
4: We've been, we've been that way, and I think the same thing with Brad, with guitar playing, I think that...
3: Well, actually, it was totally opposite with guitar playing, because right. Jeff and I both wanted to play the solos on the coolest songs, <laughs> but the thing, but, but how we got around that was, you know, Jack would go... Brad, I think you should play the solo on this. And Kelly go. they both agree, you should do the, this fits your style better, or this fits yours. And, I mean, I was lucky enough to get the solo in Sister Christian. I mean, that kind of actually fit my style more. But, you know. You know, and then, we had, life, then we had, style, then we had, there's we, but, life.
4: The new song, there's life, fits Brad style to a T. You know. Yeah,
3: but then we had, you know, another hit that we had. Uh, you know, when you close your eyes, I, you know, graciously, graciously gave that to Jeff because we knew that was going to be a hit too, and which it was. But, you know, when it came down to the twin harmonies and stuff, Jeff and I, we had a lot of fun sitting down. You know, I do one half, I do a quarter, he do a quarter, I do a quarter, he do a quarter. Then we fill that. Then we both do the harmonies together. We kind of work out both, you know, who do what and, and my it's influence. Really
0: complicated. I mean, when I listen to the album and I and I realized how much it was split up. The guitars were split up. It was like, but it still sounds like a solid, cohesive idea, you know? It's not like all random. It's really cool. you guys did an amazing job. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome, Kelly. But the thing,
3: you know, we, we took a long time getting this record right, and, uh, you know, it, I think it shows. I mean, we were doing that, got that Blazing Twin lead thing going throughout a lot, bunch of stuff, and, and, you know, some classic solos and, and the other songs. So, you know, we are like a sound man's nightmare, this band. We have not only two lead singers, but two lead guitar players. So, you know, whenever we get do, a sound man's like, oh, who, oh, oh him, oh, oh, it's you, oh, they're together, oh, they're harmonious. So... You know, uh, but, you know, once we get our sound man down and Andy starts learning the stuff, it really interjects live. And this band has always been about playing live. we got a very high caliber and energy level, and I think it exudes to the audience.
5: Speaking of playing live, you have uh, two additional musicians with you, Joel and Christian. Now, how would you hook up with those guys? We, we, we do? Oh. I That's thought we that, were three-piece.
3: John, I yeah.
0: thought you were here to audition. Aren't you the new keyboard player?
5: We're going to announce it right here today. John Astronomy, new member of okay. Night Ranger. Well,
3: well, you know, it's it's funny because we had Michael Lardy when Fitz left the band in uh, two thousand two thousand one. Of course, he went with Van Halen and, and Bruce Springsteen, and you know, poor guy had to step down. Anyway, but you know, we got Michael Lardy in the band from Great White, and he's been with us for quite a few years. And then we had uh, and we love Michael,
4: and Michael's a, a great guy. And and when when Great White had to, you know, when they, they made when a they record. went out and made a record and did the thing, we encouraged him. Man, go go where oh, your right. your legacy is. Go where your heart
3: is. You know what I mean? Exactly. And then, and then, uh, and then we uh, got Reb Beach in the band, and he's, we spent about what about a year with Reb?
4: Yeah, yeah Reb really helped us out, you know, honing in the new, you know, I mean, when when we needed that that stopgap before we found Joel. Yeah.
3: It was kind of an interim thing for Reb, because we knew he was going to leave, because he was right in the middle of doing a record with White Snake. And, you know, Reb's played with everybody's mother and brother. And, you know, he's kind of like that guy who gets around and plays with everybody, which is cool. So, we, you know, we had him for a year and had a great time. We went to Japan, actually recorded a live record called Live in Shibuya with Reb. And that was great, and we just had a blast with Reb. And then he had to take off, because White Snake was doing a record. And, you know, we you know, we toured the States, and we do Puerto Rico, and we do Japan. But, you know, as soon as Reb got back with White Snake, he's doing Australia and Europe and... You know, all in South America. And, you know, so he was kicking ass, you know, all over with, with all these other bands. So that's when we started, you know, looking out for the new the new guitar player. And, Kelly, tell him how, how you met him.
0: Well, um, through Jim Peterick in Chicago, um, who was uh, the original um, Survivor. The guy that wrote he, Eye of the Tiger. Yeah. He wrote wow. Eye of the Tiger and all those, um, you know, a bunch of great hits with 38 Special and Don Barnes, all those guys. So he's had a lot of, a lot of outside writing as well as his own band, Survivor. And I used to go up there um, uh, twice a year and play um, uh, Jim Peterick's World Stage, is what it's called. And I met Joel Hoekstra and uh, Christian Cullen.
4: And Kelly called us and said, this guitar player guy, he's like, this yeah. guy's rude, man. You're going to love this guy. And, and we're like, really? And so, you know, that's the way we've always done things. If 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 one of us feels right about the person, we're like... Well, you know, trust their instincts because we've been together for so long. So it's like, yeah, okay, man, let's check it out, you know. And so Kelly said, this guy, you're going to love him. And sure enough, Brad, I mean.
0: Well, the thing was, too, is that we brought him in for one. You know, Reb couldn't make a show. He went to play Rocklahoma last year, right, with Winger. So Joel came in, no rehearsal, flew to the gig, walked in, and, and did the Kick gig ass. cold. I Kick mean, it was ass. amazing.
3: He's the kind of guy that woodsheds and woodsheds and, and, until, until, you know, until he's got it down. In fact, even after he did four or five shows, he was still woodshed in his room. I go, dude, come on. Let's go to the bar and have a cocktail. <laughs> no, I got a woodshed. I miss one lick on the fourth song at the end. <laughs> you know? But so he's the good. kind of guy that gets it right. And then he's the guy that when he was, I guess, 13, 14, he's like 10 years younger than me, when we were out just starting to make it, uh, he actually sat down with an Ranger record and learned Jeff's eight-finger technique. So and and, and and no one else has ever been able to do it exactly like Jeff. Right, and know, when he ended know. up doing that, uh, it just blew everybody away, especially me. That you know that he was able to do that, and, and the audience digs it. You know, I mean, they see him doing pulling off that stuff, and it's like it's like, dude, you know, our audience is like, you got a great new guy. So he's well respected by the fans, and we're having a great time. Plus, he's a wonderful man. He's a nice guy, no ego. He's just there to work he lives and get here in it right. New York. He's he lives here in, in New Manhattan. York. Lives in New York. So we're we're from you know the Bay Area, so we all meet in Denver. No, <laughs>
0: yeah. And Christian and Christian Cullen is from uh, Chicago, Illinois. So I met him in that same uh, situation with Jim Peterick, and he was playing keyboards. Same thing. Really great player. Young young guys like thirty two, thirty four, and uh, we're just excited to have him in this thing, man. It's just really it's really kicking ass. So.
5: I hear so many people nowadays. When they talk about musicians that they're playing with, stress not only their musicianship, but how they get along with the other band members and if they're cool guys. And basically, the people that I think are getting the best gigs are the ones with no egos who really just want to play the music.
4: I got to tell you, man, I mean, we've, we've been doing this a long time, and the last thing we want is drama. You know what I mean? And an attitude. And an attitude. We don't want, you know, it's like, it's like. We've been doing this so long. We're out there. I mean, we want to have fun. We want to relax. And there's nothing... Right now, there's nothing uptight. And so, yeah, that has a lot to do with it, man. I mean, in fact, we, you know, we're, we're very blessed the fact that, that not only do we have two guys that are just the most mellow guys and that are great guys to hang out with, but they're amazing players, too. But, I mean, I would... I, I'm with you. I'd rather go with someone who's just, like, mellow. Maybe he's not the greatest musician, but, you know, he's mellow and he fits in with us. You know what I mean? And I think that is real important, especially in the stage that we're in right now, because... We just don't. We just don't want drama. We don't. We don't care. What we want to do is just go out and entertain the people, man, and all
5: those smiling faces out there, and that's important to us. Yeah. One of the coolest things that you guys are doing on the tour is you are offering your fans VIP packages. Tell us a little bit about that.
4: Well, I mean, it's scary, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm basically, Meeting all these people face to face, horrifying. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah. Well, uh, horrifying. I was
0: just going to bring out a cardboard cutouts and just put us out there, you know. No, no, actually, it, it's actually really exciting for us, and we, we thought that that would really be a good idea because a lot of times when you, when you go out there and play, you don't have that contact with the f- fans. It's just nowadays it's like an email or they post something or something like that. So now we get to actually, you know, sit there and, and uh, have them yell and scream at us, like, why didn't you play that song, you know?
3: <laughs> and it's kind of cool because if, if I were to go see – Led, which I've seen Led Zeppelin a few times and if I would have known I could buy a VIP package to go meet Jimmy Page oh. I would have died you know what I mean? Not that, like Not that we'll ever be that big you know I mean? but, but, but still, you also, know what I mean? Yeah that's, the, that's but, the
4: way it is for some
3: people. But there are some diehard fans out there that just you know and, and guitar players or whatever that would just love to you know meet me or meet drummers love to meet Kelly and people meet Jack and just to be able to have the opportunity to come back and and hang out and get photos and shake our hands and have a you know, have a little bit of conversation. That means the world to somebody, and that will last with them forever. You know, I remember when I met Jeff Beck at the, the NAMM show in L.A. I was just—he's wow. one of my idols. You know, no and my major idol was Jimi Hendrix, and I was—I was never able to go see him live. But uh, if I was able to meet him, I probably would uh, peed my pants.
4: <laughs> <Yeah>.
5: <laughs> absolutely, very cool. Now I know you guys have a full day ahead of you, so I just got a couple of more questions. Jack, did you produce this record? We all did.
4: I mean, we all we all we all produced it. We record, recorded it mostly at my place and some at Jeff's place, Jeff Watson's
0: Studio. Michael and- Lardy <laughs> engineered it, so yeah. we all kind of got in there as a group and did it, but. You know, I mean, Brad, Brad and Jack mainly were uh, at the helm. You know, they 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 mixed the record. You know, I, I live in Tennessee, so I couldn't really be there. And we wanted to kind of, you know, just if you have the whole band there, it, it sometimes gets, you know, it, it would go on for three months. No, put that one guitar up or that one snare drum, you know. So it's better to have, you know, just two ears, I think. That's perfect, you know, and, and that's what they did. They got in there and mixed it pretty much produced it, all of us and cut the tracks together so
3: yeah it's kind of cool cuz kelly wasn't there so we kept the drums real low in the mix
0: right on. <laughs> yeah right the drums are low my
4: vocals are a little bit louder than kelly's <laughs> so. yeah.
5: less drama when there's only a couple of people in the right, studio yeah, making right. the decisions and Absolutely. which is the whole point now like let's go out play the gigs have a good time make good music make the people happy, and, you know, nobody's fighting. We were just
4: talking about that with Lita Ford last night when we were hanging out with her. We went to, Brad and I and and Lita went to Les Paul's 93rd birthday. Amazing. Yeah, up there at the Iridian here. and Yeah, yeah, Monday night, and... um, and we were just talking about that, and we were saying it's just it's so fun that we're you know we've all survived the '80s and everything like that, and now we're playing Rocklahoma with her the same day, and we're all looking forward to it. And we're like, come on up on stage with me! No, you come with me, and you get up on stage with me. Okay, let's just have you know it's like that now. You know what I mean?
3: It's like people are the bands are more humble now. At least you know most of them are hanging out with. You know, we just did a show with Ario Speedwagon a couple of weeks ago, and man, them. it was so great. Those guys were so nice. They gave us all the stage room we wanted, and as long as sound check we needed. Of course, they finished theirs first. So, but uh, you know, but they, you know, the bands are being real respectful, and, and we haven't had any problems. Now, back in the '80s, you know, when we were just starting out, there were bands yeah, that would give it's, you it's, crap. You know, a yeah. uh, couple bands in particular. But it's all lot of se-
0: insecurity, though. I mean, that's what it is. It's like you know, it, it's all it, it all gets born out of that. It's yeah,
3: I think a lot of bands were uh, afraid for us coming in because they had these two young gun guitar players coming. They're smoking, you know, and, and uh, you know, and whatever. You know, we just do what we do. You See, know. That's but, that's Attitude. I are talking it. about.
4: It's also. It's also the fact that that um, we all. I mean, and I think the guys like Kevin Cronin with REO and the guys in Sticks and you know and all this. It's like you know, I honor. The spirit inside of them that has them still out there rocking, and they, I think, in turn honor are, are, you know the spirit that we have in us. And I think that that's that what makes it makes us all sort of like one big like family of man. You know, exactly. the guys that survived the '80s and <laughs> '70s and '80s.
5: Phil Cullen uh, from Def Leppard said something very similar to us, and he said that the Everyone tours. But Def Leppard, we don't uh, really <laughs> like. <that. laughs> Now, he said that he was out with, uh, I believe, maybe Stig Scenario and, and how everybody was just really having a great time getting along and it was different than bands saying, you know, you can have only like one amp and one light. And cut their lights, cut yeah. their sound, cut their everything. I mean yeah. Especially those, those English bands,
4: man. In the 80s, we'd play with some English bands and those English roadies were notorious, man. They'd cut our cables. They'd cut cables. They'd detune guitars. They'd break drum heads. They'd like, I'm going to fucking whack them on this one. You know I mean? They just like, yeah. really?
3: I mean If you go one minute over your allotted time slot, Lot, then they cut your power. It's like, come power. on, give us a break. We're at our, you know, we're, we're fanning out the last note of the chord of, of, of the set. You, you
0: remember, um, uh, uh, I think it was Sammy Hagar's management came up and, and told us that you couldn't wear red. Remember that? Yes. Oh so what did I do?
3: I wore all red.
4: Because of that, Sammy thinks it remembers it as being me, and now he hates me. So- <laughs>
0: Well, you, know, you know, we all pointed the finger at him, like, who wore red? And we all went, it's Jack. Like,
4: Wait a minute. It's like, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. And it's like, you now he still hates me.
5: Unbelievable. Guys, before I let you go, I want to ask you about a gig that I think is really cool that you guys did. You went down to Guantanamo Bay and played for our troops. Tell us about that.
0: Unbelievable. That was that was a great experience. And the one thing, you know, we, we realized once we got down there that, um, you know, the press, everybody had been asked to come down and check it out. And nobody came down. And they were getting all this bad bad vibe about it. You know, you're keeping people captive and blah, blah, blah. And they, they offered everybody, come down and see what we're doing. Come down, we'll brief you on it. And they, they did. They briefed us on it for an hour and a half and, and gave us the whole rundown from 9-11 on. You know, there's, there's, there's a, a bunch of al-Qaeda guys in there staring us down. When we were in there, we were looking across the glass at them. Two of them supposedly are, are guys that they caught during 9-11. You know, they didn't I mean, make the flights? Didn't make their flights. I mean, it was all this crazy stuff. On purpose, stuff. I'm sure. You know, this is just, it, you know, it was insane. So when we played for them, they were thank, they were saying, nobody comes down, you know. We, we were so proud when they asked us to come down. They got a hold of McGee Entertainment and James over there and said, hey, you know, what about Guantanamo? And we, we just jumped at it. So we, we, we would do that in a second again. You know.
3: And it was pretty amazing because they have 8,000 troops and dependents down there in Guantanamo Bay. We probably had half of them at our show and it was pretty amazing, because they were, they were really digging what we were doing, and it was so funny, there was a CIA, a big CIA guy there that had a nice Taylor acoustic guitar, and this is like a big CIA interrogation officer, right, but he plays acoustic guitar, you know, he's probably in his 60s, and I had a problem with the rental gear of grabbing a nice acoustic guitar, and he came up and offered his ta- beautiful Taylor guitar, and he brought it, and I played it at the show, and he was very thankful, he said, I, I never heard my guitar sound so good, right, and I said, well, thank you for letting me play such a Great guitar, so it was just
0: wonderful. He said,
4: "You're welcome." Now here's all your tax returns the last ten years back. (laughs) (laughs) We'll stop looking into them now. (laughs) But then you
3: know, and then Jack and I had a great opportunity to go down to the actual Bay, Guantanamo Bay, and drive these Coast Guard Viper gunboats with fifty millimeter guns on it, and it's just amazing, man. These boats do 80 miles an hour, man, and they're, they're sent out in the water to chase anybody coming down in the bay, of course, but, uh, you know, we had a boat next to us, another Viper gun boat, and they had all their headgear and goggles and everything on, and, and, guns. Yeah, they're and see, holding them. guns, and, you know, I wanted to, to Jack, take a picture of me. Because he's showing the me driving the boat. And on the other side of me was another our boat, escort. our escort. But, you know, the, I, I said, all right, guys, look cool, right? And the picture's like, everybody's looking cool, and one guy's smiling. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, okay, this must have been a setup picture, you know? <laughs>
5: Man, very, very cool. Guys, I want to encourage all of you listeners to go out, pick up Hole in the Sun by Night Ranger on VH1 Classic Records. The tracks I heard are amazing. Those aren't even the singles, so I can imagine the singles got a kick ass. And I really appreciate all of you guys taking the time out to hang with us today. Hey, right. thanks, Thank you. John. I appreciate it,
4: John. God bless. Oh.
2: When the lips of the bottle are the last you kissed If I drift away cause I lost my grip Gonna drown myself with one last sip Throw me a line cause I'm reaching out Rescue me before I fall Yeah She's a bitter lover and a bottle of bitch It's a man with thirst only she can quench She'll slap you